Hey, this is Renee Olstead, and you're listening to Dash Radio. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to Dash Radio. My name is DJ Hopper, the group Feeling Good, and very, very, very excited to have Renee Olstead here in the building. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm very glad to have you here. Uh, you're a Texas girl. You're telling me you're rooting for the, the Astros. Yes, we were talking about that earlier. I know the first game wasn't so great, but I feel like we're going to make a comeback. I, I believe I believe in the Astros. You, you know what would be interesting is I think by the time this interview airs, we will have a champion. So we'll see if... Uh, We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I'm, put, I'm putting in my bet for the home team. There you go. You got to root for the home team. Well, it's right? the first time, like, the two cities that I've, I've only ever really lived, with the exception of I lived in Alabama for a minute, too, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Alabama doesn't have a team, though. Does I know. It? It's, it's, right. it's Astros and it's Dodgers, and they're right. playing together, and it's, <laughs> it's really cool. Right, right. And I love that the energy of the city is just all around this right now, which is, which is so good. And we were talking about, you know, the city of Houston and how how great this is for the city of Houston to be able to rally around this based on the year that has gone on down there. I think it would be a big morale boost, and I think Houston deserves it more than ever. Nice, nice, very nice. Well, we, I hope that uh, this does go back to Houston. I know that's blasphemous for me to say <laughs> as somebody who is here in L.A., but I am rooting for Houston because I do think you know, to our point, I think it would be great for the city. I, I'll be happy either way, but my heart is with my Astros. There you go. There you go. Um, you're here because you've got a brand new song. It's called Help Me Make It Through the Night. Um, beautiful song. Thank you. And uh, you've got this incredible voice. You're obviously very, very talented in a lot of different ways. You're like sort of the consummate creative. Um, I want to talk to you about sort of where this all came from. And at, at what point did you know that you had the ability to sing? Well, I mean, I grew up singing in Opry houses uh, when I was a tiny little baby back in Texas. And then I uh, came out to California because I was working on a couple things. I, I sort of got started in like the sort of child actor like mm -hmm. thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I started working and I ended up getting signed to Warner Brothers. And I was also singing with like a big band. And um, yeah, we put out a couple records on Warner Brothers. It was like an amazing run. We had like a lot of fun. It was it was a crazy, crazy few years. And I was also on The Secret Life of the American Teenager at the time, too. Uh, and then when I left Warner Brothers, I started sort of finding my voice as an adult, which is mm. kind of cool. Because my first record came out when I was 15. My second came out, you know, when it was 19. Right. And uh, yeah, it was sort of a new opportunity for me to examine all of my influences. And I've always loved, I love old things. <laughs> yeah. I do. I just, I yeah. feel like every time I... old soul. Yeah, when I look backwards and I look at the artists that inspires me, there's just so much stuff. Like, there's never, I'm never at a loss for inspiration. Mm. And uh, yeah, I look backwards and I, I looked at some of the... Um, the songwriters that really influenced me. Mm. You know, people like Bully Nelson, who I finally saw in concert a couple months ago. And overdue to see that man. Oh, God, my... Was it the first time you'd ever seen him? <laughs> the first time I'd wow. ever seen him in concert. And it was... In, you know, I'd seen, like, some of the other ones. Like, I'd, I'd seen Dolly in, in concert a while ago. Um, but uh, Willie was on my list, and he just blew my mind. I, I, I love songs with stories. Like, I, I, I don't match on to vague songs as much as I do, where there's, like, just this actual concept that you zone right. in on. You're like, oh, my God, where is this going? I have to know how this ends. Anyway, stuff like that has always inspired me. And as a songwriter, too, uh, a single I put out a couple years ago uh, called She's Got Your Name, that was sort of a similar thing. I heard a radio interview, and I was so inspired by it because it was about this um, this woman who only dates married men, which I feel like as a woman... Interesting. You know, as a woman, usually you sort of see that person as like an affront to you, and like there's this you know negative thing that comes in immediately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I was listening to this interview, and they're like, okay, well, tell me like some of the things that suck about dating a married person. 
and she started talking about spending the holidays by herself. And she started talking about like, oh, you know, wow, right. you know, avoiding certain situations and just like, you know, always knowing that it's sort of your second rate and just all of this stuff. And I was like, what if I wrote a song from that perspective? And that was sort of, you know, a, a concept for me as like, I want to write yep. this story. Yep. I want to have that, um, I don't know, that sort of that, that subject and that the scope and the lens and like just examining that world. But, um, but yeah, I think that, uh, that's sort of my goal is to make music that, that draws people in, that conveys an emotion that people can, you know, connect with. Do you think that the that the storytelling it's almost like what came first is chicken or the egg? It's like, do you feel that like you, um, as an actress, uh, like and spending time in the TV and even film world, that that has influenced your desire to tell these stories and for the music to be based on story and be more, uh, you know, sort of more dense? Uh, quite possibly. You know, I, I think I've always sort of been drawn to it. I mean, I think that's one reason why I like jazz so much. It's one one reason why I think Kendrick Lamar is so great. I mm -hmm. think that really capturing um, a story and being able to um, sort of emote that. I think that, yeah, absolutely. Acting gave me a good background for it. And also listening to a lot of records that, um, like Billie Holiday taught me a lot when uh, I was listening to yeah. Billie Holiday. Like, yeah. it's not about what she's doing, like vocally. She's mm -hmm. not like doing crazy licks or crazy sure. runs or... Right. But the ability that she has to to make me cry <laughs> when I listen to one of her records is just like you feel like she's pouring her heart out and just telling you mm. in a conversation like what's going on and it it gets me every time. So. Well, tell me a little bit more about this track. Uh, Help me make it through the night. What's the story behind this one? Help me make it through the night was written by Chris Christopherson uh, originally, and he recorded it, and Sammy Smith recorded it, and I've always really liked it. It's um. It's very honest, it's very raw. It's sort of saying like, I'm not, um, I don't have a lot of expectations. I just need someone to help me get through, you know, tonight. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just think it's, it's very real and very honest. And I've, I've always loved the tune. And uh, the, the record that's coming out at the end of the year will have, you know, a few covers on it. It's gonna be a lot of originals uh, as well. But I figured because a lot of people know me for doing sort of standards or older yep. songs, I was like, this might be a, like a good intro for them to, um, I don't know, uh, to hear another song that they may love as well. Right, like, uh, a, uh, like a bridge into this yeah. project. Well, we did a Sleepwalk um, a couple years ago that did really well. We did a music video for it. And um, yeah, it was uh, featured in a couple movies and television shows, which was awesome. And that was a song that I've always loved too. Um, so yeah, I've, uh, I've had a lot of fun. And one of the great things about being like an independent artist is being able to say, I, I like this, this song, right, you know, right. like the, the only thing that isn't as cool about being on like a major label is like, you know, that when the A&R department is shifting and people come in and they have new ideas for who you're going to be now. And it's right. like, but I'm yeah, yeah. I'm still the person <laughs> I was like, you know, when the last A&R person right. was here. And right. like, anyway, it's um, it's cool to be able to sort of call the shots and have that creative hand, like making the music video for Sleepwalk was so fun because it was my chance to sort of direct for the first time. I was storyboarding mm. and uh, location scouting and setting up shots and like, you know, working with my DP. And it was so much fun because it was sort of the bridging of the two worlds for me. Mm. So, um, nice. yeah, it was, it was a cool one. I feel like that's also the future of just media in general is that I think music now needs a video accompaniment, needs like a visual accompaniment. I and I agree that, and then I think on the flip side, I think that like the visual side of it needs this like musical accompaniment. So like when you are able to do both, I feel like you're sort of in prime position 
to be able to really like execute your vision. Well, one thing that's really interesting about like the way I think the music industry has changed, I do think that the creative bar has been raised mm. uh, a bit because now we have all of these artists that don't need like a, a label necessarily to get their music out into the world. Right. But because because of that, there's so many more people sort of populating uh, the internet and there's so much more music and more content to, to sift through that like you look at these independent artists and they're making their music videos and they're coming up with great concepts and they're you know making their own album art and mm -hmm. you know they're creating mm -hmm. that visual component and as well as making music themselves and right. i think that it it definitely um you have to have a lot more facets to you now i yeah. definitely think that um yeah it's it's cool to watch and it's cool to get inspired by other people that you see doing their thing and creating Nice, nice. So I want to play the record. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about this uh, this album yeah. that, is, that is coming up. Uh, we got Renee Olstead here on Dash Radio. Do not go anywhere. Take the ribbon from my hair Shake it loose And let it fall Lay it soft against your skin Like a shadow on the wall I Come and lay down by my side
Olstead here in studio. Uh, that one helped me make it through the night. That song is recorded so well. I mean, you literally can hear like ev everything. Like it, it's just, it feels so great the way yeah, it was recorded. There's, there's no trickery involved. Just a lot of great musicians and very expensive, very old gear. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I think that they, that's a part of the. That's a part of it. It, it makes it feel a certain way, right? Yeah, like, we have an aversion to plugins. We we like the um, the real stuff that breaks on you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you constantly have to have service. Right. Uh, so it's a love hate relationship, but I definitely think it adds something really special to the record. So tell us a little bit more about that. I mean, for for everybody out there, um, in terms of the, your recording process, and even maybe about, about how you went about recording this new this new album, this new project that you have. Well, it's I'm I'm really lucky. Um, my husband's uh, passion slash obsession slash addiction is vintage <laughs> gear. So uh, we have a really cool studio, and um, it's it's a lot of fun. A lot of beautiful ribbon mics. A lot of um, mm. Uh, tape machines. Uh, we record to tape a lot. Um, just a, a bunch of fun stuff that we can really play. And, and the great thing about it is there's no like um, pressure to leave a studio with a product that you're not happy with, which mm -hmm. is great. So we can mm -hmm. sort of uh, experiment and try different things and record, you know, one song three different ways and find out what the winner is. And um, it's it's been a lot of fun. But um, but yeah, it's a it's definitely a love hate relationship because there's a, there's a lot of texts coming in and out all the time. Right, right, right. They, they don't, but they, uh, yeah, that stuff. I mean, it's it's hard to keep that stuff, you know, working functionally. Oh yeah, I you mean, know, you it's know, it's been working for so long. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about like Norman mics from like the 40s and 50s and mm. like you know all of this crazy old stuff. It's like you know, there's it's gonna it's gonna go down for service every once in a while. But it's a uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I definitely think it adds. That sort of uh, really cool component that um, I think people can hear. I think plugins get pretty close, but I, I do think that there's something very warm uh, and very real and nostalgic. And I, I love all that stuff. Those are the sounds that you know have inspired me uh, the most. And I, I, I love I love bringing those qualities to my own music. Yeah, I think it's a, a good point in you know sort of addressing an older sort of classic record to then be able to record that on classic gear like mm -hmm. that it absolutely it's, the only, it's almost like the only way to really do it properly is to yeah. do it that way um the album that you have that's coming tell us a little bit more about what's coming or whatever you can share well what i can share is that there's a lot of music that's on the deck right now so we um I waited a while to put out some more music as I was sort of experimenting and trying all this different stuff, but at this point we have a little stockpile. So uh, there will be another single coming out shortly after this, and nice. then uh, possibly one more before the album drops. The album should be dropping either uh, very end of this year mm -hmm. or early next year, but it will be out. We have, I mean, now it's just sort of deciding what songs go on the album, which is great. I'm actually going to a recording session right after this too, so there will be <laughs> even more by right. the end of the day. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we have probably... 20 songs at this point sort of stockpiled and we're just sort of picking the winners so uh how do you uh pick you know, what's your process for picking sort of what ends up on the album and what doesn't well one of the things i will say is like when i'm writing songs like songs that come out easy <laughs> are usually the winners it's the songs that i like come back to time and time again and revise over the course of a couple weeks like those are the ones that usually end up falling off i feel like when inspiration hits and the flow happens mm. you know you hear about flow and mm -hmm. it's just like a sort of like magical thing that sort of takes over and um and you're sort of vibing and things are coming naturally and i, I feel like those usually end up being the winners so that's one thing i would say but um 
But yeah, I like to write songs, record them, put them away for a little bit, come back to them and say, okay, now which ones stand out to me? Like, mm-hmm. you know, which ones do I want to hear again? Which ones, you know, do I say, oh, I wish I had done something differently or that doesn't quite work. You know, right. those are the ones that fall off and uh, and then you end up with a, a product that you love. Ah, I and love I hope it. people like it. And how do you know when you're done? Because that's always it. That's always a... You tell me, man. Yeah. <laughs> That is the hard part, right? Is to then be like, okay, that's it. Yeah. Especially as an independent artist in which there's not an A&R. There's not a a label that's saying, we need this this tomorrow. It needs to be done tomorrow. Well, here's the cool thing. It's like, you know, as an independent artist, I... I've always said I don't care if I have, like, a thousand, like, devoted fans or, like, a million, like, screaming fans. I love my fans. And as long as there's somebody out there that wants to hear my music, I'm going to keep putting music out. Mm. So, you know, the idea is, you know, maybe I don't put that on this album, but that song is still there. And, you know, like, as long as people want to hear the music, I will have stuff to release. And um, I... God, it just it makes me happy. That's all I need, you know. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here in studio. We look forward to the new album that is coming. Uh, I want to remind everybody that you can listen back to this interview on my site, hopaworld.com. Um, so go there to check that out. I've also got links back to all of Renee Olstead's stuff, including all of her socials and all the videos and and streams for our, the track that we played, "Help Me Make It Through the Night." Um, pleasure having you here. Uh, please don't let this be the last time that I see you. I want to see you when the, the album is ready to go as well. And uh, for everybody out there, we've got more music on the way. Do not go anywhere. You are tuned into Dash Radio.